Hello and welcome back to the Finch Nation UK podcast. I'm your host, Annie Davis, and this week I'm on my own. No guests this week, but it is just me as we review the Dolphins game against the Falcons in our first preseason game of the 2023 NFL season. So first of all, before we continue, huge thank you to Jez Granger for the theme tune to this podcast and a huge thank you once again to number one, Wayne Collard, for the graphic on this podcast. So if you don't know, if you didn't watch it, Dolphins did lose by 19 points to three. Now, normally this would be a, a result that I would be, I'm sure many as well would agree with me, be annoyed about. But as is preseason, we can let this slide. Especially as, you know, the starters didn't really play in this game. There was no Tua, no Tyreek or Jalen, you know, on defense. There was no sign of the likes of Bradley Chubb, you know, Christian Wilkin, Javon Holland and things like that. And but we did get this what we did get the chance to see was rookies bench players, or fringe players, players trying to make that 52-man roster, uh, sorry, 53-man roster um, for the Dolphins. So the game started off, and the very first play was our return from kickoff, and it was Devon Akane who, of course, with a, a, a rookie this year, uh, our second pick in the draft. Um, I believe it was third round as well. He came in and at times impressed me. Um, you know, he came in had a great return, which shows potentially his ability to be a, a return man, but also on the ground. I mean, he had only um, 25 yards when it came to rushing from 10 carries. But the one thing I liked seeing the most was his receiving abilities, where he got 41 yards from four receptions. So basically works out as 4.1 yards a reception, which I think is pretty good. And, you know, you look at the likes of Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, who are currently listed as our number one and number two backs in the running back room and they're you know they're your stereotypical particularly Raheem most at your stereotypical old school running backs he got a lot of time in the game sorry, a lot of time in the ground game but not as much time in the receiving game and I think that having someone like Aiken to come in and get those yards in the air I think is really important because you know we have lacked really particularly last year since we had Tyreek Hill come to team, a real th- good third option as a, as a, as a, as a wide receiver. I mean, Mike, I think he did really well at a time when he was called upon, which was not not very many. But you look at the likes of, you know, Cedric Wilson, he looks the likes of um, Will Fuller as well. We've ha- had a real option of getting that extra receiver. Now, even years gone by, it's always been the case where has been struggling to get a second choice receiver. That's been elite. And you know, we're lucky now that we've got two amazing receivers. But, you know, I think having our third option, especially in the Mike McDaniel sort of system, I think is really important because going back to Mostert and Jeff Wilson, I mean, looking at his, most in particular, his stats, I mean, he's had in total in his whole career, receiving-wise, 67 yards, only 31 yards for the whole season in 2022 with the Dolphins. Now, I'm going to quickly look up Jeff Wilson's numbers, and I don't think we'll get anything too dissimilar um, to what we had with Mostert. Um, looking at his receiving yards in his entire career, um, a bit more, 481, but only got ni- only had um, 94 entire yards with Dolphins receiving. So Jeff Wilson probably, probably offers a bit more than most does, but I think to have someone like A-Kane, who is pretty much in one preseason game, had half of Wilson's entire numbers with Dolphins in that respect and I think that with a team that I mentioned in our last episode we had where we talked about 
And I mentioned many times before about lack of run game we used and McDaniel, amount of times he neglected to run in important situations, I think was, was one of our biggest downfalls. I think having someone like AK who can mix that, who can run the ball, but also receive it, I think is really big. And I think that, you know, we have to look at the positives in that sense. Um, and moving on forward to that, I mean, looking at the quarterback situation, also we all know two is a dead start, but from history has told us the last year, you just don't know whether he's going to be there the whole year to play. And if you can have a good backup, I think it's, it's really important. As the Eagle showed in 2017, not saying that's going to happen with us, but um, but yeah, I, I was really impressed with drive the drive the first drive in terms of Mike White, how comfortable he looked in the pocket at times. And now it was great seeing him mixing up in terms of the likes of River Craycraft got some got some um receptions and targets. You know, Braxton Barris, I mentioned it in the last episode, he got some targets. Uh Cedric Wilson as well, he got involved. I mean, the yards aren't great. I mean, you look the likes of um Wilson had one one reception for 17 yards. Craycraft had one reception for 14 yards. Um, you know, Barris had two receptions, but it was nice seeing the options we could have because we all know when it comes to week one, all the way to week 17, unless injury happens, we'll have Waddle, we'll have Hill as the main two and probably use them to 90% of the time, 80% of the time. But we can have those that third option and mix it up. So like we can mix that with Wilson, with um, S.U. Karma, with Craycraft, with Berrios, you know, even with the likes of Tyler Croft in the tight end position. I think it's good in that sense because we've got that versatility. We can mix it up a little bit. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't a great showing from Steve Rubin. Tons of the, the stats will show, you know, no one got a touchdown in the entire game as proved by the scoreline. A lot of things to be concerned about. But as I said before, this is preseason. This is the time of year where you can't really get annoyed about a loss and you can't really get excited over a win because, you know, the team you're playing, often playing their backups, you're playing your backups. And it's, you know, especially these days where you don't really see starters at all. We saw the likes of, you know, Will Levis have a, have a half with the, um, Tennessee Titans and we'll and we'll um Malik Willis as well the same thing we saw Justin Fields get a, a few a few drives etc but most of the time I think you'll see a starter play at most two quarters um unless they got something to prove um like Aaron Rodgers you saw him play, making plays calling plays I should say um in Jets preseason game so I I think that we have to take that with a little bit of pinch of salt but. These are these guys' chances to impress, and you know it was good actually seeing we had more receptions. We had, we had more rushing carries than receptions, so it was good to see in that sense because it showed McDaniel has learned a little bit um, from last season. Now I'll get on something else he hadn't learned from later on in this episode, but we can take a lot of positive from that. Now Mike White was by far the better of the two callbacks we saw. I mean he. Actually had less yards. So we have Scott Thompson had 104 yards, uh, 10 out of 16 is a completion rate. Um, whereas Mike White had nine for 14, 85 yards. But the crucial thing is neither of them had touchdowns and Thompson had double interceptions of Mike White. So Mike White had one, Thompson had two, um, and Thompson was sacked a lot more as well. But what I can see from Mike White, and I think what we saw from a lot of the issues was red zone um conversion rate and red zone efficiency because for a lot of the especially the first few drives and the first drive especially I want to pay particular focus on he looked comfortable in the pocket I mentioned this before as well but you know he had that 
he would roll out to his left or his right and he would make a smooth play out of his pocket, normally rolling towards the left, being a right-hander. But I thought, you know, there, there was a, the first drive especially showed a lot of promise. And I think that Mike White, we all know the kind of player he was in, in New York, you know, a guy that would have this amazing game but never a consistent run. So, you know, if you can have Mike White turn on lights out in a one, in a one-game situation, say if two is injured or say even if he gets week 18, you know, we're resting a few players for playoffs, I think having someone like him is only a, only a good thing. Um, and I know that some people, you know, particularly friend of the uh of the podcast, Gareth Mellon, he that he was sort of a big a big stand of Oscar Thompson, but you know, I think we've got to look at the positives about this. Mike White did look good, but of course the inception came um which he in the red zone, which is again I point about red zone efficiency and it's it's a worry because and I realise that these players aren't replaying, so you can cut them a little bit of slack. But I'm just going to get up the numbers um, from last season in terms of the Reds and efficiency from the Dolphins. Now, call the team rankings, .co.uk, since the Reds and score percentage, Miami had the 10th best. So 59.26, which I think is pretty good. But we're going to have to do a lot better than what we saw in this game because there were times not only with... Um, Mike White, but also Scarlett Thompson, there was there was big worries in that sense. And I think you know, there are plenty of offense to be uh, plenty of positives to be had about the offense. I do think that has to be a worry. Um, you know, and sticking with the offense, um, I think Miles Gaskin was probably the biggest highlight from the game, um, in terms of offense. Uh, maybe in the game in total, really. It was a positive, a positive performance from him. Looking at his stats on this game, he in total, ran for 57 yards from seven carries, also pitched in with two receptions to 20 yards as well. And, you know, he had some great runs. And I think it's really important for him to have a good preseason. I mentioned in our last episode about Cam Smith needing a good preseason to sort of stake his claim with Jaden Ramsey out. But Miles Gaskin has even more of a stake because I mentioned, you know, Devon A. Kane. I mentioned Moser and Wilson. He's probably the fourth or fifth choice um, back at the moment. So, according to ESPN, Miami Dolphins' just depth chart is as follows. So, obviously, number one back is Mahim Mostert. You know, that's expected. Number two back is Wilson, although he's down as questionable on the uh, depth chart. And AK third, Gaskin fourth. And, you know, Gaskin's someone that, when he first came in, I believe it was 2020, um, to Miami, he had a, a fairly good reasonably good run. I mean, looking at 2020 stats here, he had 500, 584 yards from 142 carries, which works out as 4.11 yards a carry, which I think is pretty good. I mean, he had some great moments. The Raiders game, you know, where it was um a great run from him to get in that end zone, and it was it was really good. And obviously, pitching with a few receiving touchdowns in that game as well, two in that game to be precise. And yeah, I think he had to have a good preseason because looking at his number from last year, he's taken a down for pretty much ever since that 2020 season. So 2021, he actually ended the season with better yards, 612 yards, three touchdowns, um, four touchdowns in the receiving game. I'm looking at 2022. He played just two games, had 26 total yards rushing, 28 total yards receiving. So, for me, Gaskin is big because at the end of the day, that's the numbers he's had under McDaniel. All numbers he had before McDaniel came 
was under Flores, and that's where he excelled the most. But under McDaniel, he really hasn't had much of a chance. So I think that for him is really important. And this is why preseason is still needed for this reason alone, because Mars Gaskin could still get, even if his practice squad, even if it is, you know, a low deal out of fourth choice receiver, I think he really has to make the most. I think I was really impressed with what I saw. He made the most of his chance. Um, but overall, you know, it, it is encouraging to see. But talking of things that aren't encouraging, it is our defence because once again, our defence let us down. Albeit, again, not a game you have to worry about too much when it comes to defence because it is pre-season. But, and for me, there was, there was times you know, it was great to see the likes of rookies such as Mitchell Aguard and Gout Nelson getting on the act. And it was great seeing that happen. And, you know, um, there were times where, you know, I know we have changed our offense completely, sort our defense completely. And it looks like sort of um, going for a lot more zone based plays rather than blitz plays. Blitz, blitz based plays. Easy for some to say. Um, and there were, you know, there were times where we had a good fourth down stop in this game. You know, it was great to see that. But at the same time, our run defense struggled a lot. It really did struggle a lot. And it has to be a worry because. I'm going to get up the stats now from 2022. It wasn't great in the run game either, if I'm honest. So, 2022, looking at the, the defence side of things, and there were many games where we gave up such big plays and it doesn't seem to have really changed. I mean, Cam Smith got burnt a lot in this game. But looking at the passing game, um, we were in the bottom six. So we were 27th in the league when it comes to passing yards allowed. Run game-wise, we were actually in the top six, which is positive to see from last season, but has to improve from this year, because from, from this game alone, because, you know, there were there were many times where we just allowed these big plays to happen. And in terms of the Falcons, in terms of their total um, stats on this game in the run game, it wasn't great looking for a Dolphins perspective because we allowed 102 yards in total, um, one touchdown and has to improve simple as. And I know when you get the likes of these players starting that we do start every week, it will probably change and we'll probably have a much better better system. But that, that was the only worry I took from that defence. And of course, allowing the 19 points wasn't great. Uh, before we do go, though, I just want to quickly touch on McDaniel's decisions to go for it on fourth and goal. Um, there were two times where we were in, well in field goal range and we took the, the decision to go for the field goal. So I go for the fourth down. We could have gone for the field goal now. You know, we had taken the chance. We had gone for the field goal. We could have been um, tied at six six, you know, going into the half. But you know, it's I think it's a common trend these days in the NFL to have these um, head coaches that do go for it on fourth down, and the analytics are all there explaining why they should do that. But for me, I think especially when you only six. Six um six nil down. I think you have to take these chances to 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 get the points in, and I think that the mindset changes when you go to go into a half um when you're level compared to when you're when you're a touchdown without a PAT behind. And I I think it's that's that's, that's important to stress that he will use that as a chance to experiment, see what a fourth down efficiency is like. But at the same time, you've got to be a little bit concerned about his decision to go for it. And if he does his week one, week two, I won't be happy. But either way, you know, it's... Yeah, that's what I got to say about the game. And I'm hoping to bring you a lot more in-depth analysis come week two, week three of this preseason. Um, right now, you know, the game was a little bit of a 
trying to get used to the, the zone system and it, I, I wasn't impressed with that at all and I've made my feelings clear on Twitter about this um, but yeah I'm hoping to be able to watch it live rather than on the highlights like I did for this game I was away for that evening and I was busy the next morning so I had to resort to watching it on the zone I'm hoping I'm sort of as a highlight package rather than watching it live but I'm hoping you know next week I believe it's a text I'm just going to get that up but for me, yeah, I'm hoping to bring you a lot more um, coverage and a lot more in-depth analysis about about that come our final two preseason games. Um, it is the Texans um, on Saturday at nine o'clock for the UK people listening to this podcast. Um, so that's about um, four pm. And when it comes to the those listening from the US, and then of course we've got the Jaguars game the following Sunday, uh, which I won't be able to bring you analysis of because I will be away. At a festival in Portsmouth, but I'll be able to bring you some hopefully more better analysis when it comes to the Texans game. But in the meantime, hope you all enjoyed this podcast, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>